Hello and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima and I am your host. This is a Christian podcast where I will be discussing on a regular basis books that I am currently reading. (laughs) I am a wife to Omar. I'm a mother. I'm a soon-to-be former home educator. I'm a former student. I have a master's in theology and I love, and I mean I love to read Christian authors, Christian leadership books, anything that can just help uh, me grow closer to God. And I love to share that with others. So thank you for joining me on this journey. And I pray that the books that I share will be a blessing to you and will draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. We are in a new book called Overcoming Father Wounds by Kia Stevens. Um, And this is a book that is going to walk through um, what it means to um, have basically trauma, if you will, from having feeling abandoned, abandonment um, from your earthly father. Um, Some people may not be able to relate to this book because maybe you grew up and both your parents have been in the home and you really probably wouldn't be able to relate to this book. Um, but if you're like me and a lot of people that I know, um, you did not have a father, earthly father in your home. So this book might be extremely relatable to you. Also, maybe you can hear this book and uh, it can help you to help somebody else who might, you might know, you might be able to recognize some of the characteristics we'll hear about in this book. And you have a friend and you might be able to tell your friend, you know what? this book might be a good uh, starting point for you to work through some of the things that you're feeling. Um, and so um, this is, I think this is going to be a good journey of, of uh, what it means to overcome father wounds, because as the author um, ex- explains that a lot of times um, when we have um, feel abandonment by our earthly father, it's kind of hard to accept um, eternal love, if you will, or love from our creator. Uh, in heaven. Um, and I think that that's very true. We don't really understand love, um, from that, um, from the figure of a father, from the authority figure of a father is what I'm trying to say. And so sometimes it's kind of hard to truly relate to what it means to have a, a heavenly father who does really love you because you, you have a, you feel abandoned. And so, um, that's what this book talks about. And, um, already when I read the first chapter, um, there's a lot of things that I related to already. I mean, she basically does a lot of, uh, sharing where, where she, uh, had that, where she felt, um, she didn't understand what she was going through with her abandonment. Like one of the things that she says is that she was often described as this ambitious go-getter type person. And I was like, yeah, that a lot of people describe me as that. Um, and so she, that's how she was, um, had felt. Um, and so that's one of the things that I think that she kind of helps us understand that sometimes we, we hide, if you will, this hurt and pain that we're going through with, um, ambition and, you know, making it, I don't want to say make it, but ambition and achievement. There we go of, you know, we're really hurting, but then we're, we're on this path, simultaneous path, if you, if you will, of achievement. And so that might be something that you're going, you, you seeing yourself, there's nothing wrong with achieving anything. There's nothing wrong with 
you know, having uh, goals and aspiring on the book. There is something to be said to if you are in pain, if you are dealing with some type of trauma from abandonment from your father and you're not dealing with that. Instead, you are on a quest for achievement um, as the you know interim of that pain. So that's something that I when she when I read that, that was something that I um, recognized right away. Um, the other thing too is to understand that she's um, she's talking to a lot of us. Um, some parents and she says in her book that some some of us have parent dads who've probably um, passed away early on, and so you can have that abandonment feeling. Some of us were um, our parents divorced. Some of us um, were neglected um, by our dad. Some of us were sexually assaulted by our dad. Some of us, um, there are just so many different aspects of this. So she's speaking to a big variety of, of, of people, of women who have been just a, a, lot, a large variety of women who might feel that um, just that abandonment from not having your dad in your life. And in my case, um, my parents divorced when I was very young. I didn't meet my dad until I was five years old. And, and then I had stepdads, but I never had, um, I just never, you know, never had a dad where I was like, yes. Um, I just feel this, this is my dad. You know, I never ever had that. So, um, so that's, that, that's my situation. So, um, maybe your, your parents did divorce, but maybe you had a stepdad who really took that place, you know, but in my case, no, I did not have that. So, um, so I just want to make sure that we get that she's, she's, she's speaking to a large variety of, um, women here, um, who have just not had their dads, um, in their life. Um, I like what she says on page 17. It says over time, survival instincts have taught us how to cope by divorcing ourselves from emotional trauma in order to function. As a result, we craft our responses like uh, injured soldiers headed back out into the battlefield. After all, life doesn't stop for the wounded, especially when the wounded can't be seen. And I like that because we do have these, you know, we it's like the world's keep going. Even though we're hurt, even though we're not feeling like we're loved, the world's going to keep going. And so we basically, you know, we get to a point where we're like, we might as well just keep going with the world because the world's not going to stop because we're hurting. The world's not going to stop, Salima, because um, you did not have the type of love you wanted um, from your dad. The, the world isn't going to stop um, because of that. But even though the world's not going to stop because of that, it doesn't mean that we have to still um, suppress the pain that we're going through. Um, we do want to deal with that. Um, so she, uh, but I also like how, um, she de definitely took, took to understanding what a lot of women, um, were going through. And so she took a survey on her, on her blog where she first started these writings and 925 women completed the survey. And, um, it says 99% of the women who took the survey admit to having father wounds. Okay. 99% of the women who took the survey said they have father wounds. The ages of the women range from 18 to 75 and older and their relationships and their relationships um, status varied. Although 47% of them were married. And when asked um, whether they considered themselves a fatherless daughter, 58 
uh, 58.1% said yes and 28.1% said no. In response to this question, there were several reasons why women didn't choose either yes or no. Some women identified God as their father and others said that their father was deceased and some said their father was in their life but didn't get didn't have a great relationship. And when asked about their upbringing, 66.4% uh, said they were they were not fathered growing up. 29% of the survey respondents indicated that their father was not was not fathered growing up. And 28.9% said their mother was not fathered. Um, and so basically, um, she did like doing this survey helped her get an understanding to identify that there are a lot of women, there are, are a lot of women, I should say, who um, are not, a, just don't have the upbringing of some of them don't have that father. Some of them do, some of them don't. Um, and she says on, um, you know, page 21, she, was she doing this survey, she was very curious as why aren't more people talking about this? Why aren't more people talking about, um, the fact that there are a lot of women, um, um, who just don't have that father figure and how it can, um, it can have a, a, an impact on the relationship we have with God, the father. Um, so basically just like I just said, opening on page 21, she says ambition that drives you to achieve more, um, can help you can, it can be a, a point of you trying to get yourself worth. And so I like that she's making us understand that, um, having, not having a father in your life can very well, can very well have an impact on your self-worth. You cannot understand your self-worth at times because you don't really have your father figure, uh, the, the father in your life growing up was not a great relationship. And consequently, it can very well um, in, uh, have an impact on how you see God. How can how does God see you? Does God see you as somebody he loves? And it's just so important for us to truly, truly stop and think about that. Okay, so in her, in her book, the author, I like so much that she helps us right in the middle of uh, her opening pages. We look at the story of Leah. Okay. Um, Leah was the older sister to Rachel and she found herself in a polygamous marriage. Okay. And you're like, you, I don't know if you've read the story of Leah in the Bible. I've read it several times. Um, but reading it here in this book made me, um, um, stop and ponder it. You know, um, Jacob was the father and he had, um, he, I mean, not, I'm sorry, not, um, not, um, um, not Jacob. Um, um, when Jacob's youngest son, Isaac, excuse me, um, w was, um, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm getting all mixed up here. Well, Jacob, um, Jacob, when Jacob, the youngest son, when Jacob, the youngest son of Isaac, um, w was the, was, he was the patriarch. He went to Haran to find a wife for his mother's family. He set out on a journey and, and he arrived at a well at the right time in, and it's called Padam Aram. Okay. Prior to, um, prior to Rachel's arrival, Jacob asked the men at the well if they knew Laban, his uncle. And Jacob was, as Jacob was talking with them, Rachel was on her way to the well. The men pointed out to her from a distance and told Jacob uh, that she was Laban's daughter. Okay, so just follow me for a minute. Jacob wasted no time. He went over and rolled, rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered his uncle's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began to weep aloud. As far as Jacob was concerned, his search for a wife was over. Rachel was the one for him. So Jacob 
wanted to marry Rachel. Okay. Jacob wanted to marry Rachel. Okay. Um, so once Rachel realized that Jacob was a relative, she took him to meet her father, Laban, who hurried to meet Jacob and brought him to, and brought him into his home. He even gave Jacob some affirmation by saying, you are my own flesh and blood. Um, things were looking promising. I'm reading this from her book. Okay. So Jacob stayed with Laban for one month before he asked for Rachel's hand in marriage, probably uh, spending as much time with Rachel as he could. Okay. His affection for her was, was likely obvious. Finally, Laban asked Jacob what the wages should be. His response was ind indicative of his love for Rachel. I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. So, so Jacob was willing to work seven years in order to marry um, Rachel. And so Ray, uh, Laban agreed. And that basically that's what the agreement was, that, Rachel, that Jacob would work for him for seven years and then he would give um, Rachel his daughter to him. Okay. And also I should mention this story is in Genesis 29 if you want to read the story yourself. Um, so once Jacob had served his time, he said, please give me my wife. I've completed and I want to uh, be with my wife. Um, and so we, uh, you think everything is supposed to go the way it's supposed to be planned, but it's not. That night, however, after the wedding feast, Laban took his daughter Leah okay, and gave her to Jacob instead. And it, Jacob ended up um, uh, having an, an intercourse with Leah not uh not Leah not realizing it was the wrong woman okay he didn't realize it was not Rachel he thought it was he did not he did not he thought it, he did not realize it was Leah he thought it was Rachel when Jacob woke up the next morning he discovered he had been given Leah instead of Rachel and he was enraged okay what a painful experience it must have been for Leah okay and so I'm only saying it like that because sometimes when you're reading this in the Bible you don't think about what she's going through okay um, and I like that the author here has helped us to understand that. And it says on page 23, she must have felt humiliated, unloved, and devastated. This massive rejection was on top of the fact that Leah had grown up overshadowed by her sister's beauty. It says scripture describes Leah as having weak eyes and Rachel is described as having a lovely figure, okay, as being beautiful. And this is in the Bible, okay? And it, it does appear that Leah play, played a role in fiasco, um, she had to go along with this, you know, it's not like this just happened. Um, but he took his daughter Leah and brought, um, brought her to Jacob to deceive Jacob. The verbs took and brought highlight Laban's intentional actions. He used his own daughter, okay, in a scheme to deceive Jacob. She was just a pawn in her father's plan. And, um, and so I like that she's helping us stop and look at the fact that this is a human being. This is a woman. This is a, a, a daughter who her dad just totally used her to deceive um, Jacob. Um, and so it's, it's, and it's good for us to stop here and realize that there are many times you don't know what, you know, what are the situations in your home? Maybe your dad is there, but he, he, um, something like this has happened where he, plays favoritism. He, um, shows favoritism to another child over you. Do you feel humiliated, unloved and devastated at times? Okay. Um, and it's so important for us to realize that that is not okay. Um, you know, the, the, the rest of the book, she goes on to say that we do kind of go through this, um, this I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, and, um, 
On page 26, it says, undealt with pain will never go away. It lingers. We can try unsuccessfully to suppress it, but eventually it will resurface some way, some one way or the other. Um, and so I just like how she's, it, it helps us to um, stop and realize that what, you know, the aspirations that we're trying to do in life or the, you know, the goals we're trying to achieve or I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. At the very end of that chapter, she says, if you have been made to feel like um, you you don't ha you can't hurt and you can't be sad, um, please understand that you can. So I'm not sure who you are listening to this, but if you have felt this way, if you have felt unloved, humiliated, devastated by your own father, um, it is okay for you to cry about that. It's okay for you to feel sad about that. I mean, I feel sad about that. I I cry about that a, a lot. Um, but there time there's a point in my life where I realize that. That is not because of me. That is really because of um, him. But for a long time, I didn't understand that. I didn't get that. And maybe that's not something you fully understand yet. But it doesn't mean that it's something you just blow off. It still can hurt because you still want to feel that love. You still want to feel um, like what it means to have a dad who truly loves you. Um, I'm grateful that my daughters um, have a dad that has always been in their life and that truly values them and loves them. Uh, I don't know what that's like, but I'm so happy that my daughters get to experience that. And so that's what the first chapter is helping us understand is um, in the Bible, we see Leah was mistreated by her dad. Okay. And the ways that we kind of, we try to go through life, trying to achieve a lot, we have to be mindful of that so that we're not just trying to overachieve to suppress. So if you are seeing yourself on this pattern of just trying to achieve, 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 and you have not stopped and talked through the pain you're feeling, you know, do that today. Do that today. Talk to God about it and ask him to help you uh, get through, uh, as we walk through this book, um, the pain that you might be feeling from feeling abandonment from your own, your own father. Okay, so I'm going to leave us with that today. Um, so, but thank you for joining me on this episode, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Currently Reading. I pray it has been a blessing to you and I hope it has drawn you closer to Jesus Christ. The way you can support Currently Reading is by following and sharing it with your friends and family. See you on the next episode.